This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about sunshine. I fucked up. Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> I fucked up. Sky this movie hello. came out in 2007, directed by Danny Boyle, written by Alex Garland, Starring uh, Killian, is it Killian or Cillian? Killian, <laughs> Killian Murphy, Rose Byrne, Chris Evans, uh, Benedict, BD, BD oh, Wong. That's <laughs> no, not BD Wong. It's, it's, oh damn it! Benedict Wong. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, uh, Hiroki Sonata, and uh, Mark Strong. So the uh, the writers, the I don't know if he wrote. Or, or just directed or did both for Ex Machina. Yep. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And uh, Annihilation. He's in a bunch of movies, actually. And, like. and certainly Danny Boyle has, has a resume now as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, 28 Days Later, Shallow Grave. There's a bunch. Uh, the the Transpotting. Dark Saints. That was, mm-hmm. not, that was not Danny Boyle. That's not Danny Boyle? No. Uh, Danny Boy. I get it. Oh, yeah. I, you think he's, he's Irish, so you just assume, but it's not the same guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Scott, this was your movie. Uh, what's your history? What's your first impression with this movie? So, th- this one was a, a kind of word of mouth thing, uh, where just a couple people way back in the, the aughts <laughs> had, had mm-hmm. mentioned it. Um, it kind of came and went in the theaters. Uh, did you have an I, onion tied to your belt? I did not have an onion tied to my belt. Oh, wow. uh, but I'll be but I'll be dead in the cold gold ground before I recognize Missouri. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, I I eventually I think I rented the DVD. Uh, Two thousand seven. That sounds about right. Uh, when I, I was still doing things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I watched it and and greatly enjoyed it. I think it's a, a, a I want to call it a little movie, but it's not really little movie but it, it is under the the fox searchlight which i feel like is is kind of gone away um uh, but they've, they've certainly done some some good movies under mm-hmm. that that brand uh but yeah i i really enjoyed this this kind of slice of um sci-fi uh, with some horror elements uh but more so just kind of the the psycho the psychology and the, the the philosophy of what was going on in, in the movie uh, I, I was more interesting to me than, than some of the the action pieces. Um, mm-hmm. Although there, there, I, I felt like there were some some tense moments in this, uh, and and the cast is great here too. This is like early on, like a lot, for a lot of people in this movie. I, I remember thinking as I watched this again, like, oh, this is the the first time I saw them in something, or the first time I remember seeing them in something. Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, what's your history of this movie? Uh, none. I just saw this, uh, earlier today, actually. And, uh, yeah. I can see why I missed it <laughs> back in 2007. I didn't know about it. 
All right. Uh, same with me. I did not watch this until today. Um, I think I remember hearing about it, and it kind of sounded like something I'd want to see, um, but I, never got around to it. I, I, I'm probably the, the biggest proponent of this movie that, that I know anyways. Like, I always I always bring this up to people when we start talking about sci-fi movies. Hey, have you heard about Sunshine? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're much. standing in it, bro. <laughs> I just I just randomly start talking to people online at the the grocery store. Yeah. Hey man, you, you heard about go, you, you, Do you like Sunshine Man? Anyway, <laughs> as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, number seven is uh, let me get my, my kind of my gripes out of the way here first. The the pin baker pinbacker. Yes. The, the Mark Strong character. Uh, mm-hmm. His I. I'm guessing it's his POV um, of of him moving around. Just that constant blur, like really wore on me. Uh, I, I think there needed to be significantly less of that uh, in, in this movie. Um, I, I don't know. What, what did you guys think? It was just supposed to be the the terror he was kind of emanating. Was it like was he giving off radiation? Like I. I <laughs> they, they they definitely don't explain it. Um, I just assume that every time somebody's in the shot in a shot with him, it's from his POV somehow. Um, mm-hmm. Like whenever the camera focuses on him, and you get that 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 blur effect, and yeah, it was it was a bit too much. Uh, uh, yeah, my opinion is anything. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert: the third, the last act of this movie is fucking garbage. And anything with yes. him was stupid, and I did not like it. So I don't care whose POV it was. It's like, why all of a sudden did this turn into uh, Event Horizon or something? At the end? Oh, God. Uh, for, let's let's not compare this to Event Horizon. Uh, yeah, Event Horizon is much better. Uh, that's right. Nah, I, I don't think so. I disagree <laughs> I in disagree. the strongest terms possible. But, uh, so. I mean, he did Good. go full Sam Neill, which... Yeah, I mean, like I said, never mind. Well, we're going to do it, because I, yeah. I, I liked a lot of this movie, but then the third act does not fit the rest of this movie. But anyway... Yeah. That's my take on your like. Yeah, it was yeah, it was weird looking, but the whole thing was with him anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well then, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is I really liked the sound design and the atmospheric music. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, especially when it's done well. Um, I really dug it. It really it really puts you in. It, like sucks the movie sucks you in with like all the really cool like little audio tricks that it pulls. But I agree, it's a little higher up on my list. Um, but my number seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have good things and bad things. This is a very polarizing movie for me. I haven't decided whether I do bad or good. I'll just do bad first, I guess. Um. Yeah. Really, you're gonna name your spaceship Icarus? It's going to the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like naming your ship Titanic too. Exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> well, we just built the brand new spaceship. It's bigger than anyone's <laughs> ever been. No way it'll explode. I, I, I dub it Titanic. I, I, I thought about that, um, but it's literally supposed to fly into the sun, though. So, yeah, yeah. No. That, that, it, it makes that's, sense. That's why. I, I, that's why it's, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it didn't turn out too well for him. Anyway, that's my number seven. That's it. it just it was so. <laughs> eh. 
I'm going easy on it, actually. Get There's a, a lot worse I could say. Hey, Kid Icarus Scott. made it up. We <laughs> yeah. played right. Yeah, the mirror well, shield. You saw, you yeah. saw, saw the stupid Reapers, and then... Yeah. All right, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six, uh, my, my other gripe with this, and the, the thing that I think is going to ultimately lower the, the score for me, kind of more than anything else, is just, a, just some very minor dialogue choices for, for some of the characters. Um, like, that I feel, felt like the characters wouldn't quite say some of the things that they, they were, like, at certain points. Um, mainly, it just comes down to the one line that, that Killian Murphy does when they're deciding what to do with Trey. Um, uh, when, when they're deciding whether to, well, whether they're going to kill him or not. And mm-hmm. Killing Murphy's character, um, I forgot his Killian. name, uh, but uh, he he says, "Are you asking me if you know if we weigh the life against one man against humanity? Kill him." Like it just it really bothered me. It kind of like flew in the face of like his character. Like I, I get at that point he's trying to to be uh, pragmatic, to be tough. Um, but I, I don't think he would have come to, to that conclusion as easily um, just based on what his character had done previously in the movie. Um, although he never did quite do anything that was like especially um, uh, I, I don't know um, altruistic up to that point. So I, I don't know. But uh, I mean, I think it... I kind of your saying, but it was also a lo- the logical choice to make. It was that's what it he was would the have done choice to, to make. Um, and then welcome, and then just Chris, yeah, and then just Chris Evans just being a little too militant all the time. <laughs> it was a it was a bit much. Uh, they could have told him a captain. just a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, nah. But yeah, mostly right. that Killian Murphy moment kind of bothered me. So. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is I really like the uh, future tech. They didn't go overboard with a lot of stuff. They only used, like, quote-unquote hologram things uh, a little bit. And even then, it was just, like, really high-quality projections on the on the screen when they went into the Earth room. That was pretty cool. Uh, that was kind of where they never brought that back or anything. Well, there were the birds when they found Trey. Okay, you're right. Yeah, there was no, <laughs> there was no Jason finding campers and Crystal Lake. And... <laughs> yeah, there wasn't that. He just wants his machete back. Um, the design of the suits, the spacesuits, was really cool. I really like those clunky, like diving suit type of things, all gold and everything. Yeah, I did, I did. I did like. Yeah, that they. Yeah, we were super <laughs> kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. They, they had to be. Uh, even most most of the movie GUI was pretty cool. It was a lot akin to um, Alien, which I really liked. There was one that really bugged me though when like uh, the uh, what's her face, not Michelle Yeoh, but the other girl, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Uh, she went on screen because she was gonna go check on the payload with uh, Kappa and uh, her her camera popped up and then it like did this squash and stretch thing to go to mac to be maximized it was like uh okay movie gooey 
but that aside from that, everything else was like pretty cool. I, I did like the ideas. So I don't know if they really explained what the things that <laughs> that Chris Evans has to like keep cool were. As but the computer servers. Right. I thought that was actually a cool idea that they like those things ran so hot that they had to be like in like some special like, yeah, liquid antifreeze. nitrogen. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. It's a sweet gaming rig, bro. Gotta have a liquid cool. <laughs> yeah. It's running at eight K. With the, it just exposed and he drops his wrench in it and he has to pick it up real quick. God, that was dumb. Well I don't think I don't think the like the circuitry inside is exposed. No, but the the coolant is exposed. Like the coolant is exposed for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like he's actually he's working on it. That could happen all the time. Oh, I dropped my tool up, oh, burn myself. But then how's he gonna have his hero moment if it's covered up? Well, he probably like at that point they were all a little frazzled. So, oh, that's true. And then what's his face? Sam Neill could have just busted open whatever the cover was to sabotage it. So, yeah, they still could have had their moment. It was to set up that it is cold. I'm, that's more than what it was, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Human Torch spends a lot of time in cold in this movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, on to my number six. And uh, throughout the whole movie, not just the end with like those weird flash cuts. and The editing of this movie made it really hard for me to understand what was happening sometimes. Like, I, I was confused at some cuts and... Uh, I had a hard time following a are, lot. Are you, what are was you talking about like the subliminal? No, not not that. I mean, that was okay. There was some subliminal bullshit going on. Not even that. Just like they're outside the spaceship. Uh, um, they're inside the spaceship. He comes in at one point, and he Killian Murphy's wearing the suit, and all of a sudden he's not in the suit. It, it just jump cuts. I don't know. I had a hard time. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I feel like there was a scene at the end of like they need to show him getting back inside. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly. Stuff like that. Or at the end, when he is, you know, Chris Evans. This is maybe, at this point, I was kind of upset with the movie. So maybe I kind of blacked out. But when he was, Chris Evans tells me, you, know, you have to detach. That's the only way to get out of orbit. But I really didn't know what, okay, you have to detach. And after that, I didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. I was lost at the end of the movie. Like, what is his purpose here? He's detaching to get out of orbit. Got it. Now what? Just Okay, you're going to. So you're, it was you have his... to launch toward the sun to blow off your nuke, but right. what he what did he have to do? Like he had to go there and turn it on. Like wasn't I, yeah. yeah well, I they, well, they kind of they kind of like I've never really explained it, but they 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 say that he has to be the one, he has to be there to do it. That's the reason why he's in the suit when they when they uh, when they make that jump. Yeah, but it didn't. I guess that for me, they didn't set up enough exactly what his. What he had, like, it was, okay, if the mission would have went off perfectly without meeting all the other stuff happening, what would he have done? The same thing? I mean, he, I, it was I a one-way trip for him? He would have ran some last-minute tests to make sure everything was working and then fired it off. I think so. Because but he was in this still case, like, there was, like, system-wide damage. Yeah, the computer was offline. They could so get you had to make sure that would work before, yeah. before it went off. Anyway, I was confused. Like once they separated and he got out of orbit, what the next steps were for him, for him. That's where I was lost. And but that's just one example. There were a few other times where I, I still don't even know what happened with Rose Burns' character. She was there. She wasn't. She stabbed the guy. The guy all of a sudden just punching through glass, and she stabs him. And then he's she's there at the end, sitting down. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
Ah, you described it perfectly, according to the cuts. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> and then, like I said, I know at the end everything is weird, but even earlier on in the movie, I was—I just didn't. I like Danny Boy movies. There's something about it that yeah. I didn't quite like, as far as that editing goes. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is the the ship design in the and the giant shield in the front. Um, I thought that was really cool. Where yeah, the, the ship is not, it's not the Enterprise, it's not a fighter. Like, that. that's kind of, like, I, I mean, I don't know shit about this, but that makes more sense to me as far as how it would actually look. Because the thing would have been built in space. Mm-hmm. And then, and then sent off. Uh, so, yeah, it would just been this kind of, like, weird pipe. I mean, they, they super hand wave the gravity thing. <laughs> well, it's got, um, it's spinning. They got the spinning is, well, there's like, yeah, there's lots of stuff spinning, but still. Um, but yeah, I, I like the whole idea of, yeah, that it's just this giant shield on the front uh, that's able to, to absorb, like, a uh, just, well, as much heat as the sun's able to put out <laughs> when you're right on top mm-hmm. of it. Uh, <laughs> They're uh, deflecting a Robert Loja level of Sunny D. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't go. Laura got mad. I went to bed after that podcast. I was just laughing in bed, just thinking about that goddamn commercial. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But yeah, just now I'm not me. drinking it. Again, there's, there's, so, like, one of the questions somebody might might ask, and I always kind of ask myself at the beginning of why why are there so few of them? No, why start, is Robert Loggia in their house? Why, why is it Robert Loggia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly he was banging them up. But uh, any, yes. anyway. <laughs> Uh, but that it makes sense because you have to do like the whatever the weird calculus is of like what what's going to give you the best odds. So you add more people, but then it's going to take more resources. So mm-hmm. you know you, you you try to make it as as tight as possible. Um, and yeah, the, the ship is is like there's very little very little in the way of like the actual living quarters. Um, most of it is just uh, just hallways because they got to connect got to connect all the the outer stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really like the ship and the shields, basically. Yep, um, I have talk about this more. Uh, I have a higher on my list, but the shield design or that ship design uh, reminded me of the Thrawn books. Um, Alex, I don't know if you remember because uh, you you read them, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when they go meet up with Lando for the first time in the story, they and he's living. And there, he has this planet that like is too close to the sun, so it has um, to approach it. You have to have your ship would have to go behind, basically that ship that they have in this show. It's a big shell. They they expressed it as like a big umbrella, basically. Okay. And then you your ship would have to be in there, and you'd stay behind the shield and that could get you to the planet, and protect you from the sun. I don't. I don't know if you remember that, but I got to reread. But it makes sense. It's too close yeah. to the sun. Got to do something. Yeah, so pretty cool. All right, uh, Alex, number five, or were we at number five? Yeah, yeah, five. Uh, I like the catastrophic chain of events that happens. The, the the stuff that gets just worse as it goes along, and yeah, I, I like that everything comes back to like human error is pretty much the problem. 
humanity is the pro that starts all this off, and but it's also humanity at the very end that is the solution as well. Um, with the start, like when they when they find the distress signal, and of course, oh, we got to go check it out because it's like the, that's the human thing to do. Somebody's in trouble; they're in distress. Maybe we should go check it out to see if we can help. And that's when everything starts going wrong, honestly. And uh, a little bit higher on my list, a little spoilers, but Team Cap, <laughs> he knows what's up. He's like, no, but they do it anyways. And that leads to another thing, which leads to another thing. Uh, and then it ends up being uh, eventually a success, but at, at the cost of pretty much everything. Yep, I'll agree. And I, but I did like is they didn't do it to go save another human. They they specifically spelled that out. It was to get the bomb, the other bomb, to double the chances of yeah. succeeding. Because that that I'm like no way they're going to do this to save. It. I mean that's just stupid. Yeah, humanity. But this, so I like that they explained it. Like even the guy who wanted to do it was like, no, we just need to get the bomb. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why I think why Chris Evans at least bins on it. Two two last resort chances are better than one. Is that what yeah. Kappa said? Something, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the the one that really irks me is that if you if you tilt the ship that much, we're gonna burn up the radio antennas or whatever. And nobody thought maybe exploding those is a bad idea <laughs> because it led to another catastrophic failure that nobody, all these scientists just didn't think about. Well, I think I think part of the problem was they were they weren't rotated properly. No, she over rotated them to give them more shade, more shade to fix the panels. But the the things burning up did, didn't cause that. Yeah, the towers that melted because they were they rotated into the sunlight that sparked and caused like something to go haywire, and that's what burned up the oxygen. Room. No, no, what happened was is. The, the heat got through into the the, the bay because it was exposed. Like it was, like it was basically, like there wasn't a hole between that area and the. Oh really? Oh, I guess I missed that because I, I thought the towers burning up, something you know some electrical wires or something happened and it caused a chain reaction to go into the oxygen tank. No, I think I think it was just they were exposed to like way too much heat. So yeah. there's too much oxygen in there that it caught. I see. Well, in any case, Rose Byrne. Come on, man. <laughs> well, Byrne's in her name, so. Yeah, that's true. Hey, oh. Uh, you guys are just, just totally, totally stole my number four. Not sure oh, why the garden sorry. room was destroyed. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like one shot for like two seconds. But yeah, basically, when they're. Because they have to over, they have to correct, but they don't do it in time. And yeah, they. The room gets hit. Like poor, poor planning on whoever made that ship's part. By the way, yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, well, on to my number five, and like I like the science, but a lot of the science in this movie was dumb. I mean, the pre- the whole premise, which I love, is actually stupid and ridiculous. Especially this movie takes place fifty years in the future. It's like, yeah. nah, sun's not dying in fifty years, bro. Uh, well, you I, never I know. Think- I, I was I was reading the oh, I know. the the trivia and it gets in some super deep nerd shit. Where the idea was <laughs> that that it it hadn't it, it's not that it was running out or whatever or dying, that there was like some aberration with it 
that had flared up. Like, but yes, just to your, to your point, Jeff, yeah, best not think about it too hard. Uh, according so according to our scientists, who are no way wrong, we're, we're good for like another four billion years. Yeah. Not even. I think we're like... Uh, well, Earth is going to be fucked in like 500 million years. So, well, sorry, we were, Earth, it'll Earth be too is going to be fucked in the next 20 or 30 years. Well, well sure. Okay. <laughs> in regards to the sun destroying it in like 500 million years. Yeah. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's the science, and it was good and bad. It kind of bugged me. And then, yeah, the whole... I guess they didn't really talk about why each of one of these... Or maybe they did, why each of these people were selected. I, I didn't feel like these. this was the best of humanity to sit in the last-ditch effort. There'd be more... Uh, I don't know. The fact that Killian and Captain America are, like, fighting at the very beginning. Like, I don't even know. Just... Well, that, that's one thing I understand is, like... They would have done like some hardcore psych evaluations on everybody. Exactly, and the way, you know, the way Evans acts, and the way the second command guy acts. Yeah, and, and obviously the, the first. I mean, the first crew, look at Mark Strong. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they, there is some kind of underlying like weird stuff going on here as they, as they get closer to the sun. That's like fucking with everybody's head. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, on that score, yeah. Like, yeah, because I, I, I know I mean, they're already talking about, like, you know, when they're planning these missions to Mars that we're eventually going to take, like, how you come up with the crew to do that. Because it's a lot of downtime, and yet psych, psych stuff is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the human error that Wong makes is a totally valid error to make. Yeah. But you would have thought there would have been somebody else in that room. Like, the super smart computer they keep talking to that fixes everything, yeah. it wouldn't have been like, uh, safety, safe, safeguard, <laughs> don't do this, dumbass. Or just, you know, someone else, hey, double check my math. <laughs> just make, yeah. make sure, don't, don't let them do it by itself. Like, eh. I know mean, it's for the movie, you have to have something, stuff start going wrong. I get it. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You see these, and this was a, what? sanctioned I don't know if it was officially NASA but like you see what happens to shoot a rocket into just out of our orbit how many different people are double checking everything eh I don't know mm-hmm. I mean yeah I guess maybe being in 2050 when everyone was, was supposed to have been made uh, was supposed to account for some of that but yeah like there should have been some some extra calculations going on there some safeguards and yeah, like I said, the yeah. computer. Yeah, that later. Sorry, the, the the super smart computer is like knows everything, is overriding everything, and then oh, the one part where uh, Scarecrow like asks about you know double check oxygen. It's like oh, that's not enough, <laughs> and he has to keep pulling teeth. It's like oh, because why? There's only four of us. No, there are five of you. Like what the fuck? You could have <gasps> told me about this person earlier. Yeah, it truly. Where is this person? Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, my number four is, is kind of the, the part that I found kind of most interesting about the movie overall. Uh, well, one, one of the things, anyway, is just kind of the, the philosophy of, of what's going on. It, at a point, it's a little heavy-handed with, uh, like, at one point, it goes back to the dialogue earlier, uh, you know, what is one life versus all of humanity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like what, what happens to these people when they're out there? Like 
like at what point do they they kind of stop existing I mean, and then you get into like real like heavy science stuff about um you know when you travel through space like you're you're actually experiencing time differently um yeah yeah just just being out alone like that like i, I wasn't super interested in the whole uh kind of christian stuff that came up although that they they kind of Liberate me. <laughs> they they kind of uh point to it a little bit i mean certainly uh, mark strong's character that's his weird justification <laughs> for what he's doing uh, uh yeah. it doesn't doesn't come up too much uh but but just like each of them uh well well not all of them but but how each character is is dealing with the fact that they're flying into the sun um and and kind of what they're getting out of it um you know, it kind of leads into my, my next one, but Cliff Curtis's character, how he becomes obsessed with sitting in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how how long away was he from turning into the, the first captain, you know? Yeah. Uh, he already had scorch marks just, and just, stuff. Just, you know, contemplating the, the void, as it were. Uh, you know, what, what kind of effect does that have on a person? Like, and that, like from a philosophical and a psychological point um and uh, I won't want to say about the psychology in my next point, but uh, yeah, just the you know what what can seven was it seven or eight people on that on the crew like I forget now, but what you know what can they do to to save humanity like the, the whole thing human spirit all all that uh, you know mm-hmm. eventually triumphing yes um, you said triumphing. Yeah. Did it really? Did they really try? Did did they reignite it, or was that just the blast from the nuke, and then it was just going to go dark? Nah, they, they, no, they did it. Yeah, they did it. They did. Okay. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. Right. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is visually. I love the way the sense of scale that everything had. They did a really good job on the outer space shots. To let you know that, yeah, this is a huge ship, but compared to, like, Mercury, and especially compared to the sun, uh, we're in significant specs out here. Uh, when they're walking out on the mirrors, that was really cool. Uh, when they're lining up to the other Icarus, the Icarus 1, and, and you have to go a little bit in front to, to cover up so they can, you know, get across and dock and everything, that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, just a sense of scale was done really well yeah i agree it's good uh my number four you guys already talked about that was uh I, I have no idea why the garden room was destroyed they're out there fixing mirrors the next thing you know thing caught on fire i missed it and boom so there it is <laughs> scott number there. three okay uh my number three again following up my last point is, is the, also the psychology um these are all at, at different rates, kind of losing their minds, losing their their cool. Um, you know, we see it with Chris Chris Evans' character where he just starts becoming like hyper aggressive. Um, we we see it with Cliff Curtis's character he becomes obsessed in that little room. Um, we we see uh, uh, Rose Byrne's character. I mean, a lot of this has to do with the captain showing up, but she kind of just dives into herself. Um, and uh, but she talks about how she keeps dreaming about 
about about the surface of the sun. Um, you see that uh, Killian Murphy's having the same thing. Um, you see what happens to to Mark Strong's character completely loses his mind. Um, you know, Benedict Juan Trey, uh, he uh, messes up, and yeah, he has just a complete breakdown over it. Um, you know, these people are all like on edge, and they're they're on edge before shit even starts happening. Yeah, like you can see why they would need a, a psychologist there more than just a straight up doctor. Uh, it's, it's Cliff Curtis's character. Um, you even see the captain, um, like he. He's also obsessed, um, not not as much as Cliff Curtis, but more so with like what happened to the first Icarus. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want that that, that same ghost kind of following him around either. But he wants to understand it. Um, yeah, and they're all just stuck out there. And this is, you know, it's like twenty fifty seven. Like you never see like any entertainment whatsoever. You have that one room, where like at one point you see Roseburn reading a book. And that's like it. Like you don't see any like shitty chessboards out. You don't see um, any any kind of entertainment it's, whatsoever. There's no settlers of Catan. Yeah. There's no, there's no Nintendo Switches. Um, you know, it's just the work that these people are doing that's that's kind of keeping them sane. Yeah. Which is why, again, why Cliff Curtis is probably stuck in that room because, you know, like he probably has to spend less time every day monitoring everybody. Um, and even Michelle Yeoh's character, she just like treats those plants like they're her children. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she'd rather deal with them than the rest of the crew. So, yeah, it's just interesting to to see like what happens, you know, being stuck in space like that and and flying towards the sun and just but that's the other interesting thing about this is uh, a lot of sci-fi um, with with exploration and things like that. You know, you never really see the goal until they're there. For this whole movie, they see where they're going. They they know exactly where they're going, and they see it mm-hmm. every day. It's just right there in front of them. Uh, so it, it is an interesting kind of wrinkle on on the the sci-fi journey, I guess. Mm-hmm. So number three, the psychology. <laughs> All right. The sun. That's the hottest place on Earth. Alex, number three. My number three is I'm on Team Cat. I'm I, as I get older and I watch some of these older movies that always demonize the the person, <laughs> the character that's saying the sane things. The ones that make the most practical sense are always you know labeled like the bad guy, quote unquote. It's like oh what would you, you're not even human, you're a robot thinking about the numbers. But the whole time, he's everything he he said. I mean he did go overboard a bit I think with his character, but. Everything made sense. It's like, dude, just yeah, just don't go to the Icarus. Just finish your mission. Well, in in this case, like they really are trying to save all of humanity in one shot. So, like, like this case, yeah, like the, in the context, it makes a lot more sense. When it's just like your average sci-fi, like less so, like case by case. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, remember the same thing in the original Alien, right? Uh, Ripley wouldn't let them back in the ship after they got contaminated, right? They didn't know what there was. She was right, mm-hmm. but then they let them in. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Yeah. See? Then they all they had a nice uh, meal together after uh, William Hurt woke up 
and hey. then uh, the movie was over. I stopped watching after that. <laughs> what happened? The end. The end. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I love you. Let's remarry. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three. This is my last negative. Uh, the third. I already mentioned, but the third act of this movie is garbage. I was upset. I was really upset because while well, the movie had some, like you know plot hole where I could plot holes or I wasn't understanding, I was still into it. And then when Sun Man is talking about, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the God stuff and just this flesh ripping off and stabbing people in the back and punching through glass and boarding the sh- I just oh my I was so angry F that oh gotta have a monster cool stupid <laughs> leave it out there man yeah and I will say yeah Front Horizon's a bad movie but it's a bad it knows what it is it's bad throughout it's yeah. not like oh I'm this witty s- s- smart sci-fi movie and it's like nope I'm Jason in space yeah when they killed um um, when he stabbed what's her face in the back she said yep that'll do it that's what she should have said because that's what this movie is <laughs> but to, to, to be fair earlier when I, when I said I didn't feel like comparing this to, to Event Horizon I love Event Horizon so <laughs> yeah. but you love or loathe 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 oh, gotcha. do not like that movie <laughs> okay. yeah I mean <laughs> would not be in my I forgot if we've ever done it and what my rating was but uh, like I said at least it is what it is it knows what it is and this one just oh god I think Scott hates Event Horizon because and I was next to him in the theater when they said what is the closest distance between two points Scott out loud said well yeah a straight line obviously and then Sam Neill corrected him and then he's oh no that's it no <laughs> that's what happened I did, I did True story. Hate, I did hate that no. <laughs> yeah, wrong. You fold space. And they use incorrect Latin. Keep it out there, man. All right, uh, <laughs> Scott, number two. Uh, my number two uh, is again. I really enjoyed the 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 cast here um, and and the characters. Um, again, with a couple minor gripes, but it, it really is an ensemble. Um, I like that, that there was a, a wide variety here, except, you know, <laughs> I, I guess they couldn't find any black people to be in this movie, but, uh, <laughs> mm. the, uh, yeah, just, this is the first time I remember seeing Rose Byrne in something, the first time I remember seeing Killian Murphy in something, um, I do, I, Scott, obviously you didn't watch Attack of the Clones, because Rose Byrne's in that. Yeah. Oh, that's right, she's one of Amandala's. Yeah. Well, I said first time I remembered <laughs> um, the uh, uh, what was I say? Um, sorry. The Lord. might be the first time I've ever seen Mark Strong. But I, I wouldn't have recognized Mark Strong in this at that point. <laughs> uh, I would recognize the name though when I when I saw it at the end. Um, you know, I, I had seen Chris Evans in like not another teen movie. Uh, this is the first <laughs> time I saw him like yeah. in in a serious role. Sadie. Um, you know, Hiroki Sonata um, is is great here as the captain. Um, like I think he exudes kind of that uh, authority um, that you need, and you can see how quickly kind of things fall apart when he's not around. 
Um, yeah. Cliff Curtis is a great character actor. I'm the captain now, and I keep things. I keep people together. Yeah, and uh, and it was always cool to see Michelle Yeoh, uh, like not doing <laughs> not doing martial arts, or whatever. Um, so this is the first time I saw her not doing that. Uh, and then I I completely forgotten that Benedict Wong was in this. Like, not that I know much of his uh, filmography, uh, but you know he's. Something kind of a big deal now with all the MCU stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so it was cool to to see him do do some some heavy duty acting uh, outside of that. So yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun to to see all these 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 really good actors and uh, they all had unique characters. They all went on to be superheroes. They Killian did. Murphy, Scarecrow, Rose Byrne in the X Men movies, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, Captain America, Benedict Wong, Wong, and Michelle Yeoh. You know. Oh, the, oh, well, she was just in a superhero movie. She was in Shang Chi, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, like, Hiroki yeah, Sonata was, was in uh, Endgame. See, there you go. And Mark Strong is in the um... Green, Lan- <laughs> Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. <laughs> well, Green Lantern, but also the newer one with uh, Kick Ass Shazam. Oh yeah, Shazam. Oh, yeah. He was awesome, Kick Ass. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See. I don't think <laughs> Cliff Curtis is pretty weird sounding bazooka. Cliff, huh? Cliff Curtis was in. The in Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> those, those are basically <laughs> comic book movies. This it's basically a superhero movie. Yeah. All right. Um, where are we at now? Me. So that was my Alex. number two. Yeah, Alex number two. Uh, these last two are like double-edged swords. I I, I kind of liked them and I hated them a little bit. Uh, closer to the third act. So I liked the idea of a fifth the fifth crew member sneaking on board, sabotaging, stuff like that, because I didn't know where they were going to go with it. This movie has, you know, led me to believe of, uh, like, all the psychological stuff that's going on, like, what kind of a conversation. Is Kappa just hallucinating him? Like, I didn't know that at that point when he when he caught him in the, in the, in the viewing room. Was he... So, I didn't know. And as soon as the mystery was gone from that uh, slasher movie, then I was out. Yeah, but I like the idea. I was like, "All right, where are they going to go with this?" Because I was genuinely like on the edge of my seat, curious about what the hell was going to happen with this, you know, new variable. And then, yep. Okay, did this guy did did, did Sun Man blow the <laughs> airlock, or was it Wong that blew the airlock? It was. No, it was now I'm thinking it was Sun Man. Yeah. Yeah. He was suicidal because he thought he got people killed. He wasn't about to kill other people. Right. Gotcha. That's what I thought, I thought too, once it was real. But yeah, I'll make mm-hmm. sure. I thought, so as I was watching it, it was going to be actually the, um, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Yeoh's character. Because she was the one that kept saying, like, you know, the calculations are right if we just get rid of a few people. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, the and there numbers. was like four people. I, th- I thought she had to get rid of four. Maybe it was three. But it's like she's there's four people there. She's gonna like, oops, <laughs> we lost you, but we continued the mission. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. But I guess Killian Murphy was one of the ones that was out there, so that wouldn't have made sense. Never mind. Because they all said they always kept saying they needed him. Yeah, he was except the bomb for, guy, the physicist. Yeah, except for Harvey. They sucked. Yeah, out of nowhere, he's like, oh, I'm not going, man. Yeah, we're in charge. <laughs> Game over, man. Except not as funny or cool. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, well, my number two, uh, we kind of talked about it. I did love the ship design with the shield. Uh, like I said, it, it reminded me of the Thrawn books. Um, the tech uh, of the not so, I mean, the science fiction is probably more fiction than science, but it was still pretty cool. Uh, I loved all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the oxygen, you know, using the plants, which is a cool idea. I doubt that would work. There's enough. I mean, plants do obviously do that, but I think you need a lot, lot. You know, you need like the Amazon forest size of forest yeah, and, and, and I, ocean. I, you know, like, I didn't think about it too hard. The room did look super cool, though. I did like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, adding like you know, hundred house plants to your spaceship, I don't think is going to give you the <laughs> oxygen you need. Um, yeah, but that's a cool premise. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, all that, all the the techie stuff, whether it was right or wrong, I did enjoy. They just try, you know, it wasn't a warp drive or whatever. Just try to make it a little more, maybe not warp drive, hyperdrive, because they know Star Trek. No, it's more real than Star Wars. You know? All right, Alex, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is uh, just a, a scene when they're jumping across. Um, I thought that that was super cool. Um, this is two thousand seven, so this is like I don't. When did Gravity come out? Um, Twenty ten. <laughs> no. The Big Bang, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, like what, 2015? Yeah, so I mean, obviously the spaceship Before thing that. had been. I mean, peak peak had been done during Armageddon, but uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, the concept was super cool. It was a short jump. Um, I have no idea about how wrapping themselves in that the insulation, if that would have worked at all. Um, I feel like Chris Evans should have at least lost some fingers. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just really cool the idea that it, like it's just twenty meters, which is, is not far. Um, they basically just get they're gonna get pushed out and straight across. Um, but those cool little bit of, of physics and science and, and space stuff, um, and then the, the urgency involved there. Um, I did think it was a little weird that Chris Curtis, Cliff Curtis's character, immediately nukes himself <laughs> as soon as they're like. Like they they take off. Like he doesn't he doesn't stop to think about anything. Um, I kind of thought about that too. Like, hey, maybe just stand stand by. We might need you for something. And maybe they they figure something out and pick you up on the way back. Yeah, you, know, you never know. Uh, but yeah, he he nukes himself. Um, I, I did like his character was like throughout the movie is more and more somber and to the point where in his last couple scenes he's just like peeling skin off of himself. Yeah. Um, too many sunbats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did like that scene where, again, that they, they, they jump across and they get him suited up and, uh, like, again, the, the science there of, or, or the logic, not the science, the logic of, well, Kerry Murphy's character, Kappa, um, he's he's the guy that has to, like, ultimately set up the bomb so he gets the suit. And, they, mm-hmm. and they, they eventually all go along with it. Speaking of some bath, the whole explanation, or at least once again, maybe I misunderstood, when they board Icarus 1, and oh, there's all the dust, and they're like, oh, it's dead skin cells. Like, that's a lot of dead skin cells for, like, what, seven people that were on that thing? Yeah, I was, no? I was, I was wondering about that, mm-hmm. too. Um, <laughs> it, it could have all been from him. Yeah. It still seems like a lot, though. Yeah. Especially since you, they found bodies intact. Yeah. More or less. I mean, they were still dusty, but there were still bones and, like, remnants of skin and stuff. Burnt, but they weren't all, like, pulverized. 
Wait a minute. There's more skin dust on this cookbook. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, I lost track. Alex, number one? Yeah, sure. All right. And, uh, yep, this is another thing that I really liked up until the turn, <laughs> the third act. But I liked the way this movie was filmed, the way it was shot, the, the just the artsiness of it. Uh, the, the shot choices and everything was pretty cool. I mean, they didn't do a great job of editing for um, to show a sense of time. Maybe it was just to show that, as we said before, like you lose track of time while you're, you perceive time in a different way over there. But it was still... Uh, not a fan of that. But other than that, visually, it was great. But when you try and transfer that all to a slasher monster movie, yeah, not, not so good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. There it is. Oh, well, my number one, like I said, as much as I dislike the ending, I, I still, and as ridiculous it is, is I love the premise I, I like this kind of sucker for that kind of stuff. So, all right, well, uh, sun's gonna die. Let's nuke it and <laughs> nuke it from orbit. Go. It's the only way to know for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I just I I love the pr- premise, and I was I, I so that's why I get upset with the way it ended. Uh, I get upset that what sets them back is a human error that could could have easily been avoided. I still think human error was the right way to go. I just wish there was a different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the general premise I really did like in this movie, so it was upsetting the way it ended for me. You know what movie did it better? The core. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! God, I've seen that movie and I do not remember anything about it other than it was awful. There's unobtainium in it, so <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, any honorable mentions? I didn't have any. Um, I think I bloviated enough that I got all my honorable mentions in. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being perfection. No, wait, one being garbage, seven mm-hmm. being perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, what do you give this movie? Um, given this uh, a five, um, it's, this, this time around I still really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of the the Mark Strong stuff though, kind of brought it down. Like, like I, I didn't hate mm-hmm. the third act like you did, Jeff. Um, I thought there was enough drama without all that. Um, and yeah, just some some of the dialogue, some of the uh, the the way everything like is kind of uh, not not MacGuffin, but it's like yeah, he's got to get in the pool to to, to save. To unfreeze the things, he's got to be there at the very end and to to make sure that the, the nuke goes off. You know, it, maybe some uh, some forced tension there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, again, I, I really liked the the characters and, and the, the general sci-fi here. So yeah, five. Okay, uh, Alex, I'm also going to give this a five. Um, yeah, two thirds of this movie are great. With the the visuals, uh, the camera shots, the acting, the great cast, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why, why slasher movie at the end? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it right. just really brings it down. And it, I mean, 
you could tell that there, there was definitely some inspiration here from at least Alien. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I'll be scientific on my uh, ranking here. Uh, two-thirds of the movie is a five. One-third of the movie is a one. Averages out to three. So there you go. Three so, for me. So, five, five, three. Five, five, three. Okay. And with that, it's time for a crossover topic, which is what, Scott? Uh, top five human error. Um, so we didn't we didn't talk too much about <laughs> what this meant. Uh, so I imagine the, we'll, we'll have to consult the judges on this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, my number five is uh, the Matrix. Just the the general lore there. The humans made the machines to make their lives easier, and then eventually the the machines became sentient. They went to war, and of course the machines won because humanity sucks. But yes, the humans, in their arrogance, never stopped to think that that uh, what what they were doing uh, would, would blow up mm-hmm. in their faces. They spat in God's eye. Yeah. Okay. The scientists and, were and so busy thinking if they could, they didn't think yeah. if they should. Yeah. All right, Alex, number five. Uh, my list consists of more, like, whoops moments, kind of like uh, Benedict Wong's, like Trey's character. It's just something that just slipped his mind, and it turned into, like, a big, like, catastrophe. So more of those moments, not just not related to hubris or anything like that, just like somebody brain farted, and uh, it, it blew up in their face. This one is a little small, but uh, in Independence Day, <laughs> when they try to take off in the alien ship, yeah, Will Smith sees the little post-it note with the controls. He goes forward, but the ship goes backward, blurts back. So he's like, oh, some, somebody had, like put this you know, upside down. He flips the post-it note. He's like, yes, yes, without the oops. And then they fly off into space. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I had a hard time with this list, too, because a lot of movies have human error. Like, I don't know, but I tried to have some kind of theme. Uh, and I also, this number five, because we're doing Sunshine, I had Interstellar on my mind. Um, and so the scene, on my mind. which I've seen this movie a couple times, but I'm not too exactly when this happens. But when they go to that water planet and, you know, they're only supposed to be down there for like seven minutes and they end up there for oh, yeah, like an hour or whatever. Years or something. Well, like only an hour of their time, it ends up being like 40 years Earth time because of the whole relative all the, the Einstein stuff uh, <laughs> the Einstein stuff but yeah the guys you know he went to go examine something when he shouldn't have and then the big wave came and fucked everything up so mm-hmm. that little maneuver is going to cost us 40 years mm-hmm. or whatever that line is Interstellar number 5 Scott okay uh, my number 5 or 4 mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. is uh, Planet of the Apes um so obviously the the big like twist reveal at the end, but just pure human error that they even thought they landed on anywhere other than Earth. <laughs> like these guys are supposed to be yeah. like maybe not scientists necessarily, but they're astronauts. Should have should have been able to put two and two together. Nobody stops to think that the the atmosphere like what, what remind me like why do they think it's okay to like even get out of the because they were sinking. 
they tested it though. They the guy sends the probe out. He tells uh, one of the guys, and he goes, "Yeah, air is breathable. Air is like." And he reads out the percentages or whatever. So they do test it before they get out. Okay, um, but yeah, just and then uh, the people there are human. Like they look exactly like humans. Like maybe, maybe at that point they'd have been like, "Wait a minute." Um, and people are speaking English. Like it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, the apes are speaking English. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if they were speaking Spanish, then it would have been okay. Would, oh, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then, There's of course, monkeys. humans blew themselves up before that. So, yeah. yeah. But I agree with all that, Scott. Which I never really thought too much about what I'm going to say. Like. The astronauts, if they just would have looked up at the stars, wouldn't they have kind of like figured out mm. where they were? Yeah. Or, or the moon. <laughs> I didn't even think yeah. about that. <laughs> where was the moon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. Why is there a big cha written on the moon? <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Alex, number four. My number four is Brazil. Jesus, when did we review this movie? Like a year now. Maybe two. Probably more than that. Yeah, by the way, Gravity came out in 2012. What did I see? Okay. 13. Time flies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brazil. It's what kicks off the whole series of events. Somebody, some jobber was just typing out a name. He splats a bug on it, and it's a, it's a different name. And they uh, capture the wrong person. Tuttle, buttle. It's a whole situation. We did that in December of 2018. Dang. Coming up on three years. Three years. Brazil. Nice. All right. Uh, my number four is Jurassic Park. Uh, like the Nedry stuff. Whether he did it on purpose, he didn't mean to do. I guess he kind of meant to do it. I don't know. Hiring Dennis Nidri was a mistake. Yeah. There were there were mistakes made. Uh, slamming into the sign, mistake. Mistake. Uh, okay, I actually make this a bigger mistake. Not Nedri. It was not... This is almost not thinking things through when, when they rebooted the whole system. They didn't realize they were releasing the raptors. Yeah. Because even Nedri knew not to mess with the raptors. Yeah. That's right. No one listens to Muldoon. Well, he didn't have a mustache, so... All right, Scott, number three. Uh, my number three. Scott, number three. Uh, <laughs> um, it's also Jurassic Park. So, there we go. All right. Just, <laughs> All just, right. Mo- mostly just that, that man thought they'd be able to control a bunch of dinosaurs. There you go. Okay, but can you see the fleas? I can see the fleas, Mom. I can see the fleas. All right, Alex, number three. My number three, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, shooting Marvin in the face. <laughs> John Travolta, <laughs> well, he just good gun discipline, man. <laughs> All you had to do was maybe not hold, <laughs> you put your finger on the trigger, but maybe he wasn't. Anyways, uh, Lucius, maybe driving a little bit more carefully, but he hits a pothole, and uh, we, we got a big problem, and the wolf has to come and fix it. Okay. It's a stretch. What do you mean it's a stretch? It's a human error. I guess. 
Well, I guess I'll allow it because mine all suck too. Um, <laughs> my number three is the China syndrome when uh, Wilford Brimley doesn't, you know, do what he's supposed to do. I think I was the character who did it, and they stop. They're not cooling down the reactors, and then you have a lot of bad shit happens. I've never seen the China syndrome. Yeah, it's about the Long Island. One of them near near uh, bad nuclear meltdowns and the meters weren't reading correctly or whatever. They were got stuck. I think it was like a, one of those gauges that you just kind of got stuck and they tapped on it. All of a sudden it's like, boo. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a I long see. time since I've seen it. And I think it was uh, Wilfred Brimley. Um, all right, Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is also Pulp Fiction. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Yeah, see? Yep. I'm pretty sure Scott's just sticking our, our items right now. <laughs> sticking right now. <laughs> hey, you know, that's good. All right, Alex, number two. Uh, my number two is from Star Wars. Can you take a je- guess, Jeff? Mistake. Can you take um, a, a guess? Human error. Uh, no. At the very start, hold your fire. There's no life forms on that escape pod. Yeah. The yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, let me play a target practice. Okay, sure. The end. No Star Wars. Yeah. All right, nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, my number two is Apollo 13, because I'm kind of sticking with the space thing here. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately it was human error that the, the fault with the with the ship itself. Um, eh, yeah, yeah, and them flying the off, like and fighting each other, and, or something when he went to stir yeah. the oxygen tanks. Yeah, I had another one actual specific, specific moment from the movie. Now I can't remember it. What else was the human error besides putting Kevin Bacon in a movie and not letting him dance? That's true. That's on you, Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is actually from an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it was the first Ooh. thing that popped into my head. Um, as usual, there was the the big evil bad guy, whatever the BBEG, whatever the, the initialism is for it. Um, and... Uh, this this episode, they find out that this horrible demon's coming. Um, it's supposed to be super powerful. There's like a whole, like, I don't know if there's a whole book, but there's a section of a, a book that's all about demons, and it says it's like it's a really bad one. And there's a drawing of it and everything, and so they get prepared, and the people that are trying to summon it, like, spoilers here if you guys even care, uh, eventually the, the, they, they lose and the demon gets summoned. Um, and it turns out that the, the demon is only like two inches tall and uh, Buffy just basically stomps on it and then that's it. And then everybody's <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then the, the Giles character, like the, the guy that's supposed to know everything, he like grabs the book again and goes, oh, my, my bad. I misread this. Like there's a, there's a note next to the drawing that says actual size. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, but it was pretty hilarious. All right. Alex, number one. My number one, and this is the first thing that I thought of, but Office Space. Michael Bolton forgot to move the decimal point over. 
Yeah, this is my number one as well. First one that popped up for me. Mm-hmm. I always mess that. I always yeah. forget a mundane detail. Oh, mundane detail. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's right. All right. Well, that was my number one as well. Any honorable mentions? Mm, yeah, basically every movie, pretty much. All right. Well, then it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, can the U.S. Ryder Cup team get along for one week? I don't know. Can they? Yeah, I don't know either. I'm at, what is the Ryder Cup? The They're not rider. on horses. <laughs> These guys aren't on horses. I don't know think they're on horses. I think the uh, the Ryder Cup is the uh, the golf. Is it a golf tournament? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, it's got three angry white dudes sitting together, so I don't think they're going to get along. Mm. <laughs> it's very yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a golf thing where I wrote in plays where they're, like, they're teamed up by country. So, like, all the American golfers. Yeah, it's like America versus Europe. Canadian. I don't, I, I don't yeah. think... I don't think Anybody not in those places is allowed to participate. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be right. a mystery. <laughs> Cliffhanger for you folks. It's time for <laughs> Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Um, starting off this week on a, the news for this week on a sad note uh, that uh, Norm MacDonald passed away. Uh, so just uh, a, a or so the Germans would have us believe. <laughs> this is kind of a, a, a fixture for us, anyways, as far as uh, pop culture and, and comedians go. Um, it was kind of been around through through SNL, um, some of the, the Adam Sandler stuff. Um, but, Yahoo, uh, Billy. <laughs> uh, just, just some classic stuff. Yeah, I think we were all going through this week and, and watching some of the stuff. But his, like his impressions, I are are not like I, I wouldn't say that they're, they're that accurate, but they're hysterical. The, yeah, I, I was dying. I watched um, him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this feels like a million years ago. But uh, he was doing Bob Dole, but the the, the hitch was that. He was a, one of the cast members on the Real World, like back back in MD, MTV's heyday. Yeah, and they like kept going back. There was like three different segments, and they kept going back and like him dealing with with all the people, like these these Gen Xers. Uh, I was dying. Yeah. Bob Dole, uh, and the, the the Burt Reynolds stuff, and uh, yeah. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, it's a funny yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. It's a funny hat. But uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add to that. Well, just one thing is, I haven't recently, before all this, been just watching a bunch of his stuff on YouTube. Like Dustin came over one day, we're just watching it, and it's so I've been watching a bunch of him lately. And then when this happened, I was like, no, yeah, um, yeah, he's hilarious. And yeah, I've been watching the highlights more, and he, he, without spoiling jokes, go look him up, people. All she has highlights, yeah. and he's got some good stuff. He, he kind of. I always. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, listen, the funniest thing I remember without spoiling it was one of his interviews on Conan when he's making yeah. fun of Carrot Top. Oh, my God. It is... Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, look it up. It's <laughs> with um, the chick from Melrose Place is the guest. and A oh, poor girl. <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. Courtney Thorne-Smith. I think it's yeah, I forgot. Sounds right. 
Yeah, he always it. struck me as, as kind of a comedian's comedian. Where... No, like, I like them. <laughs> well, you're a funny guy, Alex. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Where, like, yeah, he wasn't, like, on the forefront of, of all these movies and TV shows, and uh, for the most part, anyway. Uh, but you always see, like, the other comedians, like, fucking dying when he was up there doing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, it's, it's sad, sad. Yeah. And also, I always let when I always said his name, I always said Norm MacDonald because that's how Letterman always introduced him. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Uh, I was just starting to, to watch with, um, his stuff with Larry King. <laughs> oh, that poor old man could not keep up with Norm. <laughs> no, I mean, very dude. few people can, but Jeebus H, Larry King. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the stuff on Conan O'Brien, the moth joke, is by far my favorite. <laughs> That's pretty good. So fucking good. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Alright, on a slightly lighter note, uh, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're all up to, or at least me and you and Alex are up to the fifth episode of uh, What If. I am not, actually. Oh, not. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, up to, I'm up to zombies. I haven't seen the last one. I think I think zombies is the fifth episode. Oh really? Oh okay. Well, and there you go. I haven't seen yeah. this week's then. Okay. Um, you know, that's spoiling anything. I think it's interesting that the, the the what if stuff kind of allows them to to go to darker places than normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and usual MCU fare. Like overall, I still think I enjoy the other series more as as a whole. Uh, we'll have to see what these. I, I don't know how many episodes there are, but we'll see what the. The final result is, but obviously these are all kind of like one-offs, though. So yeah. um, it's a little more difficult to compare it to the other MCU stuff that, that's on Disney Plus. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, Sex Education season three is out. Uh, this is one of the few things that I've I've gone out of my way to to watch over the last several years. When the second season came out, uh, I, w- I was right there to watch it right away. Um, and, and same thing with the third season um, and. Couple, What'd couple. You learn? Of... <laughs> well, I mean, I know everything there is to know. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm a couple episodes in, um, I'm trying to to string it out. It's on Netflix. Um, you know, I'm trying not to binge it just so that I can, uh, you know, have something to look forward to at the end of the week. I guess <laughs> yeah. kind of kind of deal. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm starting to do that too with some shows. But yeah, I I really enjoyed the show. Um, I feel like. The the show, uh, you kind of whoops, you kind of watch the um, oh human error. Watch out! Yeah, there was human error just now. Uh, <laughs> you kind of watch the show evolve almost almost in real time with how they treat the characters and um, how the side characters um, surprisingly get a lot to do to the point where they're, they're not quite the main characters, but um, you know nobody um, is quite one dimensional. Uh, hmm. So yeah, I totally recommend this. It's it's not for kids, <laughs> uh, d- despite the name. Uh, it's more like on its face, it's it's a raunchy, um, like sex comedy about, about a bunch of high schoolers with some adults mixed in. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, cool. And that's that's all I want to to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Um, yeah, not really. I don't think I did much this week. 
yeah, I mean, I started retro gaming um, The Legend of Dragoon, which I never played. Okay. I can yeah, say Zelda. And I'm enjoying it. No, not yet. I still haven't. I have Twilight Princess. I still haven't played that one yet. So maybe I'll, I'll fire that one up next. What about the crossover hit, The Guardian Legend of Zelda? <laughs> Guardian Legend. Of Zelda. Dot mm-hmm. com. All right, yeah, well, it. I guess my turn. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Jeff, I'm a little distracted. Um, I watched the, the new 30 for 30 based on the 86 Mets. Um, <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say 86 Technologies. No. It's like, was what? It, was, I always I get the years mixed up. Was that the, the one that had the the Bad Guys 1 book written out about them? Basically, yeah. It's, <laughs> okay. Well, it's about that. It's actually not just the 80s. It's the 84, 85, 86 Mets and 19, uh, the New York Mets, if you're not sure. And about a baseball team who had some promising young players and some old veterans. And they all loved cocaine. <laughs> Did, and didn't they all hate each other? Some oh, did, some didn't. Just and... like the writer team for the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and I don't think they hated each other until late when they started losing afterwards. But for the most part, they did. But unfortunately... <laughs> They're fair-weather players. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, like the two young superstars, Strawberry and Doc Gooden, were, got hooked on drugs. And But, I mean, the stories are just legendary about these guys. I mean, they're literally pointing out women point to women in the stands they'd come down and they were just having sex in between innings during the game Jesus. <laughs> yeah and doing dr- also all the drugs all the alcohol i mean it's 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 entertaining it's four episodes it's kind of long um but some interesting stuff i just new york during that time is pretty bad these new york met fans are ridiculous um, <laughs> they're, they're still are <laughs> so it's it, uh, it kills me on the seth meyer show um, there there was like a couple weeks there that I was I was watching the highlights. It's this whole crew, like they're all Mets fans. So like there were there was constantly like jokes about the Mets, and, and Seth Meyers would be like, "Just to let you know, that wasn't my joke. <laughs> I'm surrounded by angry Mets fans." <laughs> so anyway, I watched that, and then uh, we started watching. Uh, what is it? A- the 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 Clinton uh, Monica Lewinsky oh the, Ameri- the American crime whatever yeah American crime stained dress story I don't know but uh, <laughs> we started watching I guess it's done by the thing same people who did the O J Simpson one yeah. um, not a Jew <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that I didn't, I didn't watch the OJ one, so I don't know. This first episode that we watched, it felt very much like an X-Files episode. And I don't know if it's because <laughs> it's made by Fox and it's like takes, you know, it's FBI. It just a lot of it, just the lighting and everything I kept thinking. I was waiting for the little like white words to come in the bottom corner telling me where I was and what was going on. And But uh, we'll, we'll watch a few more episodes. And yeah, I remember it was... It's funny this stuff coming back, like Linda Tripp, these names I have not heard in... 30 years now, about 20 years, mm-hmm. these people that were involved in this, besides Bill Clinton and Lewinsky. So, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get back to you guys and tell you whether it's worth watching or not. Well, they were, will they revere that it's actually Kang in uh, Bill Clinton's skin? <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton. And uh, I think Edie Falco is Hillary. Yeah, Rock me on Yeah. He's eating a carrot the whole time. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, Sir, so, uh, Sir Paulson's playing Linda Tripp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Disappears into the makeup. Yeah, and then apparently, uh, we just found this out. The Monica Lewinsky is played by Jonah Hill's sister, and we didn't know that his sister Ooh. was something. Like Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. That was Diane Feinstein. Maybe it's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Col- Kobe Smulders is uh, Ann Coulter, Rhea Hill herself. Yeah, we haven't yeah. gotten, I think, to her yet, but uh, there we go. Uh, that's it. So, uh, anyone else got anything? Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Please go to patreon.com slash first. Check out for some new content. Alex is starting to post more quotes from Springfield. We're starting mm-hmm. season three. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.